from Chronic to Collapse, Town and Into Now, respectively, that is. This is Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy, the comprehensive and encyclopedia compendium of all things R.E.M. This is good. What is this? This is good rock and roll uh, music. Yeah. Love that song, huh? What if that ended up being our number one REM song just because of this show? Of us. <laughs> um, love it. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is a very special episode of Are You Talking to REM Remy? It's the sequel to our previous uh, episode that dealt with the fan club singles of REM. Um, we, today we are going to be discussing REM's fan club singles. Every year they would put out a single that they would mail to their you know how the mail works i don't need to <laughs> describe it for you um but uh, they would uh, send this out to their um fan club and we're going to be discussing we left off in 98 last time we were going to be discussing their fan club singles from 1999 through 2011 when apparently they discontinued not only the band but their fan club that's weird. You would think they would they keep would the fan club going. Like the, people can still be fans. Not only the fan club, but the the tradition of making fan club singles. Yeah, you think like, okay, we're not a band anymore. Let's get together once a year and do a dick around single. Let's get together and work for a couple of days. <laughs> uh, do you think they really spent a couple of days on these things? No. You're trying desperately to figure out how to open that. I believe it goes from the top down. I had it open. Yeah, it's like it's it. But yeah, just tear that away. I don't want to break. There you go. Oh, no, there you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, my we're, name is Scott Ackerman. We were referring to my pants. <laughs> just from the top down. <laughs> this is literally, that's all you got to do. Just unbuckle that. Oh, do that little button at the top from the top down. They just come right down. There you go. Then now you're in your tidy whities oh, Thank you so finally. much. <laughs> um, welcome to the show. Scott Ackerman here. And across from me, of course, is my co-host with the mo-host, um, Hey! Yeah. What's up? Why are you so far away now? Scott. <laughs> Adam, you... Are you... Scott. Are you down the street now? I'm across town. <laughs> what? How did you get across town so quickly? Can you hear me? Let me send a car for you. Can I send a car for you? Lyft, please. Lyft, not Uber? Yes. What is it? Is it Elon Musk? Is it what, what? What do you have against Uber? I'm totally neutral. I just like their logo. You like live? What about the pink mustaches? Are you sad they got rid of them? Yes. Okay, I'll try to find one with a pink mustache. Thanks, God. Any specific car you need? Like type of car? Toyota Tercel. Okay, so I'll find a Toyota Tercel. All right, let me get into this app. Lyft. L. That's is that L Y F T. I think so. All right. And sending. Oh, look. Okay. It looks like there's three drivers in his area across town. Scott, yeah. I need a ride. Okay. I'm sending one to you. Thanks. You're just, you're across town, right? I'm across town. Okay. Let me put in the address here. 1122 Boogie Woogie Avenue. Scott. Yeah. Adam. Just to get more specific. I'm at 1122 Boogie Woogie Avenue. Wait, that's where we're at. What? We're at 1122 Boogie Woogie Avenue. Hold on. 
Hey. Oh, hey. I wasn't across town. Oh, wait, you were just over there. Do you ever get that feeling that you're across town? <laughs> and then you're like, oh, wait a second. Wait a minute. I'm not across town. <laughs> I'm just literally in the corner I'm, of the room. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do. I look out the window. I go, wow, I'm across town. <laughs> Am I across town? <laughs> New York City, just like I pictured it. And then you're like, Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm, I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, good shit. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, the fan club singles. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be talking about all those. Also, um, as has been pointed out uh, over and over on Twitter. Over and over. We missed. By the way, I missed. You missed it. Because, and yeah. people keep sending this to me, and I almost want to write back. Yeah, I wasn't in charge of the yeah. music this week. Uh, missed some big uh, collabs on collabs glaring emissions. Now. But at the same, I, I we did kind of uh, put a little bit of an asterisk next to the episode, saying yeah, we we're couldn't get to them all. Quite, yeah, yeah. But there was a couple glaring emissions. I have well, to admit, we talked about the replacements last episode. Uh huh. The end. <laughs> <laughs> But there's like a Billy Bragg that was a single with them in the video that sure. I do you was really get, into. I, do you want to get to these? Is that yeah, is sure. that what you're saying? I we're, don't care. We're I mean, also going to do. We're going to open up the old mailbag. Oh, the people mailbag, have been yeah? people have been sending us some stuff, and this is the last episode we can read mail. So please do not send us any more unless they're gifts. Wait, is there a, a, a decree from on high that we cannot read mail from here on out? <laughs> no, I just don't. I think next week is probably our last episode. I think, and maybe for a while at least, mm-hmm. and uh, we—I don't think we want to waste time reading mail on that. I don't know. I like it when people send us mail. It's nice. Well, sure, send us mail. I'm just saying. How about send me mail? <laughs> I guess is what. I guess what I'm saying is, is, ever since we started reading mail on the show, we've gotten a massive influx of mail because people want to hear their name on the show, that's and uh, we will no longer be reading the mail on the air. Is what I'm trying to say. I understand. But please send us mail. Yeah. I'm also eating something, so if you could take over a little bit of uh, the talking here for well, a second. Well, should I play these songs we omitted? Yeah. Or accidentally uh, left out? Accidentally? Uh, acci- what? Accidentally on purpose. Why is that ringing a bell for me right now? Accidentally on purpose. Nancy Travis and... Uh, you ever meet Pat- Nancy Travis? Pat Travis. Pat Travis. <laughs> the whole Travis family. All the Travises. <laughs> uh, never met Nancy Travis... But I know she was uh, on accident. Accidentally on purpose, maybe was a movie with Jamie Lee Curtis and Kevin Pollock. Let's check this out. Engineer Cody Ryan over here. Or a uh, sitcom with Nancy Travis. Oh, I bet it was a sitcom. Accidentally on purpose. That's ringing a bell to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, but who's the man in it along with Nancy Travis? The important character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who's, okay, first of all, look up who's the man. Yeah. The most important of all questions. Just, I'm, I'm saying just literally in Google type, who's the man? Who is the man? <laughs> what if it came back, someone just saying, you the man? <laughs> um, who, okay, what do we got? I'll, let, I'll allow you to be on mic this one time. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, this is exciting, right? I, Ryan, I'm on the edge of my seat. <sighs> listen to the charisma in this voice, by the way. 
The man is a slang phrase that may refer to the government or to some other authority in a position of power. Okay, great. It's weird that they didn't immediately answer our question about accidentally on purpose. Yeah, I bet that's number two, but we we only have time to read whatever the first result in Google is. Okay. Okay. And and then accidentally on – what did you want to know about it again? What is it? Was it a – It was a sitcom with uh, Jenna Elfman. Jenna Elfman. And John Foster. John Foster? Jenna Elfman and John Foster. No. I was way off. I know who Jenna Elfman is. I believe it's Danny Elfman's sister-in-law. Yeah. Uh, but John Foster? John Foster. It sounds familiar. Hey, what about just finding out what the Nancy Travis sitcom was called? That's good. And yeah, maybe there wasn't a, a guy in it. Maybe it was just the, the Nancy maybe Travis there was, Maybe it was just show. her alone. It would be better than a show with her and having to deal with male storylines. Just write stories for uh, Nancy Travis. Yeah, exactly. Okay, what do we got? Say, type in, okay, here's the fewest words possible to get a result. Hmm. I think Nancy, you got to put Nancy in. Just Nancy, I just think, Nan- might just, do it. Just do Nancy, and we'll see whatever the f- full s- first result is. <laughs> okay, there's a Wikipedia page for Nancy. Oh, this is just the, where it has... Nancy France. The, the disambiguation yeah. or whatever? There is Nancy a, Kentucky. Oh. Hmm. What if you were like, where are you from? You're like, Nancy. Nancy, that of course. That would be cool to, be, to just say that out loud. Yeah, like I'm from Nancy. Yeah, that's where I grew up. Can you imagine saying Nancy that many times and if then, your name wasn't Nancy or you didn't have a daughter named Nancy? Or what if your name was Nancy, Nancy, Nancy? <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Let me break this down. You're asking me what if your name was Nancy Nancy? <laughs> Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. Okay, Three so, Nancys. So if your last name was Nancy and your mom and dad thought it was pretty funny to call you Nancy Nancy for your like, first and middle names? First and middle name, Nancy. Mm-hmm. And then your last name, name Nancy. Nancy. You grew up, grew up in Nancy. In Nancy. Uh-huh. And also... The United States is called the United States of Nancy. <laughs> so what if that? Yeah. I love it. I'm on uh, board. <laughs> you'd be saying Nancy quite a bit. Do you, what about Nancy Comics? Do we got any of those on there? I, have you been reading Nancy Comics lately? Nancy Drew? No, the Nancy, the comic strip Nancy. It's been really good lately, right? Because uh, the new writer took over. Yeah, uh, they've been shredding it up lately. No, it's uh, honestly yeah. been re- been really, really good. I'm not You're not familiar, no. but uh, look up Nancy Comics. Well, wait. Let's find out. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait we got to go. No, but the, we got to find it. Did Nancy Travis pop up when you just Googled Nancy? Uh, not when I Googled Nancy, but I- What if you Googled- Googled Nancy Travis and found her- So she IMDb did pop page. up when you Googled Nancy <laughs> <Yeah>. Travis? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and she was in Last Man Standing. Is that the one you were thinking of? Oh, the, the Tim Allen show? I think, yeah. Oh, I yeah, she, she is. she was on that, a sitcom yeah. like in, in the 90s. 90s. Oh. Yes. Can you, can you just get her filmography for us? That would and, be great, too, just to yeah. remember the movies. That she, yeah. She was in a lot of movies. Oh, yeah, Married to the Mob, as Duck I recall. Man. Oh. Duck Man, you say? Mm-hmm. Was well, the, yeah, Duck Man, first and foremost, she was in Duck Man. Yeah, of course. Almost perfect. Oh, that's, that that's might be what, it. It, wait, but is, was that Jamie Lee Curtis? As well? Almost perfect? No, I think that's Nancy Travis. <laughs> but the man in it, I believe, and don't tell They're, me. They have very similar male first name, last names. Who? Jamie Lee Curtis and Nancy Travis. Yeah, they rhyme, first of all. Yeah. Those two names. Perfectly. Yeah. They have iambic pentameter-wise. Yeah. They measure out. But they're like you. They have a male first name as their last name. That's true. You know? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. What did your what did your descent or your forefathers do? Were they from Scotland? Is that why you have the name Scott? What is it? I wonder. <laughs> do you not know these things? Yes, Scotland. It's from Scotland yes. because usually it has to do with whatever their job was. Oh well, yeah, they, they happen to be from Scotland, from the Macintosh clan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did someone change their name along the way, like just whittling it down finally to Scott? Was it longer ever? Do you know any of these I have kind no of things? Idea. All right, but Nancy, the, you ever do a twenty-three and Me? Yeah. What What do you got down it's there? Interesting. What do I what got, do you got down swimming there? around in those balls? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I I can't let this. I, I have okay, to know. We got to know what. Almost perfect is the sitcom from like ninety six, ninety seven. Who's it, in that? Is that the right date? Ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, ninety five to ninety seven. Yeah. Okay, and and the male on that show, the male lead was. Um, what if the trick turns out to be you? <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> why, wait, what? why do he has to compliment you? Um, was it uh, the guy from Dallas? Patrick, oh, Pat, not Ewing. No, Patrick, uh, Patrick Ewing <laughs> from Dallas. <laughs> oh wait, I'm thinking of the wrong name. I'm thinking, no, Patrick Duffy is who Patrick, you're thinking of. Patrick Duffy. No, nope. Who uh, did, don't keep us oh, in suspense? Okay. Chip, who, Chip Zine and Matt Letcher. What? I don't know. Those who are names. these people? Huh. Okay, Chip Zine, if you're out there, and Matt Letcher. First of all, Chip Zine. He has the name oh, of. He was hmm. Howard the Duck. He was the voice. Okay. And he was the the dude on Almost Perfect. Now you're cheating because you're looking up something on your phone, Adam. Yeah, because you're not getting the answers quick enough from Ryan. How do you think that makes Ryan feel? We've asked Ryan to look up all these things. He's been dutifully turning down his mic in between. I I in between answers. I thought for sure the husband from Almost Perfect was someone from like '80s, uh, right? Hour long drama, but it was. Essentially, the Nancy Travis show, and then they and kind of you got cast Chip Zine her. involved. Sure, you got the Zine backing her up, the Zine man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so great, interesting. We got to get those uh, those episodes and and watch them, and yeah, and know. do the next the next show we do should be about all of those Almost episodes. Perfect, because yeah. it sounds like it was three seasons. Is that correct or two seasons? I would say one and a half, two. One and a half, two. So how many episodes? Ryan, and don't you look it up, Adam, because th- mm-hmm. this is what Ryan's for. Yeah. How many episodes in total are we are we going to be doing? Okay, there is. We don't need the preamble. Just say the number. <laughs> There's 24 se- in season one. Okay. Wow. All right. All right. And put 10 on a pot of coffee. 30, Ten in 32. season. Wow. Was I right about one and a half seasons? Wait, 34. Did I say four? Oh, you said 32. <laughs> you said 24 and 10. Yeah. And then you he said, said 32. 32. <laughs> um, that's okay. All right. All right. So 34 episodes. That's good. Yeah. And we should do two episodes per uh, episode of television just because yeah. it'll take a while to break them up. Yeah, exactly. So we'll be doing 64, no, 68 episodes. 68 episodes. 68 episodes. Okay. That'll On be over a year. Almost perfect. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay. I've never seen it. Me neither. You've never seen it. How do you know so much about it? Because I remember it being around. Mm -hmm. Uh, From the TV Guide? I'm sure I auditioned for a guest spot on it at some point. You ever do one of those cast photos in TV Guide? Remember those, like, and I would see them when I would go to NBC or whatever when I had writing deals. Um, and they would line the hallways with these like cast oh, photos yeah. that that would be, and they would always be in the TV guide whenever you'd receive the fall preview one, and it would yep. always be like, you ever were you ever in one of those? Totally, they do those 
when you make a pilot, whether it gets picked up or not. So they have those for, or at least the, I, the pilots I made, they did that. Mm-hmm. And so you're in this, this gal. They call them the gallery shoot, and you're doing the gallery shoot, and it's all f- feels really fancy. And you're like, oh, and you've just we met- are getting picked yeah. up. I mean, check this out. <laughs> but you've also just met these people that you're like yeah. supposed to be all yeah all chummy, chummy with. with yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, look up Nancy uh, cartoons now. You, you're not going to distract me I from Nancy it. cartoons. Nancy cartoons are like hitting their stride right now. Yeah, they are. What do you? What's to, uh, do you have today's or yeah. what? Do you, okay, seventeenth. Yeah, yeah. What so do we you want got? me to read? So don't Na- say the seventeenth because this isn't coming out on the seventeenth. Oh, sure. Today's. Uh, well, they'll be able to figure it out. Oh, okay. So <laughs> all right, fucking yeah. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> so Nancy's saying to her friend, I don't know what her friend's name is, but she's Sluggo. Maybe is it Slug? I can't remember. It's a girl with a kind of a oh, okay, different punk. Lo- Looking haircut. Like a punk looking haircut? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nancy says, I missed you while I was away. Did you miss me? And her friend says, I was pretty busy hanging out with my f- other friends. And then it says, earlier, she's looking at an empty chair. Oh, no, there's a can of soup in the chair. And she says, what do you think the answer is, can't see? Yeah. I mean, see, that's, it's like peak <laughs> Nancy right now. <laughs> I actually think it's better than that, maybe. <laughs> Wait, how can you get better than that? What do you mean? <laughs> I read one yesterday that I thought was very clever. Wait, so do you you do you get the newspaper delivered? No, every I, d- I don't. I I I read an article. I believe it's about Nancy about how the person who originally did it, and it was pretty square when they originally did it. Uh, Passed on, I believe, and there passed on what? Uh, passed on um, doing a multi-episode arc I get <laughs> on it. Friends. I get it. <laughs> and um, but I believe that person's descendant took over uh, doing the strip, and now it's it's uh, it's modernized and very very clever and surreal sometimes, and people are upset about it. I don't I don't remember the the comic strip at all. It's uh, a, a girl with a little girl, I believe, with a uh, maybe a bow in her hair. Does she have a bow in her hair? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, read this one for us. It's like I, this an one looks pretty good. Fashioned. It's very old fashioned, but now they're writing it with a modern flair, and people, older people, are, are upset out. because it's like I don't un- I don't understand these references anymore. Can, how could you get upset about a comic strip <laughs> in any how way? How can anyone get upset about Star Wars? How can anyone get upset it's about crazy. anything? Um, all right, read the, all read right. today's Nancy. Okay. Or the whatever one you have up there. Uh, this was yesterday's. Yesterday's. So Nancy's All right, hold- so people are going to be able to figure out when we tape this episode. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nancy's holding a notebook, and she says, a blank notebook holds so much potential. And then it's a sh- uh, panel of her holding the book open. There's empty pages. Uh, she says, just think of this. Wait, just think of the brilliant thoughts this page will someday hold and all the doodles that will go on every single page other page that's it what that's it oh think she's, of all the oh she's saying are think you of sure all there's the, not like one more panel? one more panel that you're that's, no she's no i think the joke is she's saying think of all the brilliant thoughts that are going to be in this journal and then think of all the oh, yeah, doodles that are going to be on every other page is that what she's saying yeah i think mm. that's i think that's the joke Okay, can, by the way, can you can you read these beforehand to yourself silently so that you don't bungle the <laughs> Sorry. the cold read on I'm these? Not sure like that sell it's these a little more. Ryan's interpretation that's <laughs> do uh, one more. These do one more. Razor sharp 
comic strips. That's better, though, than your normal drabble. I don't know. Is okay. it? Maybe. All right. One more. Okay. All right. Now read it to yourself silently, and we'll watch you. So you understand it, and you can tell it. Okay. He's pointing at it. Okay. He's got it. Okay. He's got it. All right. Now really hit us. Really. Right. So I really want you to sell this. All right. This time, I'm going to do it. Uh Nancy's walking with her friend. She's asking her friend, why memorize anything anymore? We can look up everything we need online. Her friend says, you're right. Ingenuity really is more important than knowledge these days. Nancy replies, yes, exactly. Meanwhile, is typing into her phone, what does ingenuity mean? Definition. I'm not mad. It's not bad. Yeah, that's at least discernible right as far as like a, j- a joke goes right well it's not like or that. maybe i just wasn't really listening to the other ones no it's, it's not entirely it's a, possible it's not like the other cartoon where they've that the nick weiger was showing me where they've gone crazy where they don't make any sense anymore it's heathcliff i believe now doesn't make any sense anymore right oh really yeah like they they there are certain recurring jokes that make no sense mm. that that weiger i think is fascinated with i was working with him um uh, Recently, and he showed me a whole bunch of them, and they're yeah. ju- they're just bizarre. Huh. Uh, mm. My yes. son has gotten into the Far Side. Uh, oh, great! And that's it's so fun. The band, the Far Side. Again. Yeah, the Far Side. <laughs> PH. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Those so are great. Fun reading the books that all the band members wrote. <laughs> you got Fat Lip. Yep. Is there a guy in that band named Fat Lip? I believe Fat Lip is from the Far Side. Can you look up his Fat? Just look up Fat so Lip. We're doing the podcast on. Farside, the band, mm-hmm. and and me, and the, we will also read cartoons from the Gary Larson Farside as uh, we listen to the music to the tune of mm-hmm. their biggest hits. Yes, of course. And then we're what doing do you got for Fat Lip? The podcast on Almost Perfect. Uh, the first thing that shows up is a Sum Forty One song. Okay, that's you. You put a space in between fat and lip. I oh, think is yeah, the I is did. the issue here. Let me try uh, it. One word. All right, try one word, and we'll see. Do what, want to hear that song though? The Far Side song? The Sum 41 song. Oh, the Sum, oh, yeah. Is that Fat Lip? Is that Fat yeah, Lip? I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, one word, uh, Fat Lip musician, Los Angeles-born hip-hop musician, started his career in the hip-hop group Far Side. Great. Yeah. And what is the Far Side's biggest hit, uh, according to uh, that whatever website you happen to be on? It's Wikipedia. Um, mm. Is Gary Larson in the band? Just to be clear, he's in I the, think he like was, the DJ in the band? Yeah, he was sort of like the in the Mighty Mighty Bostones, the guy who would dance. Oh, okay. He's, <laughs> he's like, they have like a 64-year-old guy <laughs> dancing. <laughs> what does Gary Larson look like? I don't know, but I heard that like for a while he did stand-up. What? Someone told me that recently. I, I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. It's either disappointing, meaning like, was he famous already and he started doing stand-up? Like, yeah, I'm going to branch a- out? After no. he finished the far side. But I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's true. Uh, but then didn't he start another comic strip eventually? I don't know. Why start anything else? Far side was perfect. It, but maybe you just run out of ideas. How many of those could you really do? I mean, so many. There he were did so, so many. many. What percentage are good? Like uh, high? Is it high? high? Is oh, it like you mean not- reading it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in- incredibly high. It, uh, how do you do that? I don't know, but those big like anthology books, mm-hmm. we have like three of those where mm-hmm. it's like the entire year. You're miming all of this. It's really oh, yeah. bringing. Well, it you're like, I, I really feel the weight of these books. I wasn't sure if you knew what a book was. I think it's, I do. Okay, <laughs> can you uh, look up book? 
Seriously, Google book and let's Google just see book. what happens. Let's just see whatever whatever the first book that comes up, be it the Bible or, or Moby John, Dick. John Book, Harrison Ford's character from Witness. <laughs> sure. His name was John Book. Book. Because, because wait, he was a cop and he would book suspects? Yeah, and he loved reading books. You ever notice how like most of the TV detectives from the 70s or in the 60s? I'm just going to say yes. They've, they're all named after guns. It's true. In the 80s. Remington Steele. Yeah. Um, who else you got? Mike Hammer. Yeah. Well, that's part of the gun. Yeah, the hammer. that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, you got Bill Trigger. Yeah. James, uh, AK-47. <laughs> you got uh, Persephone Explosion. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do we have for book? Do you want the top stories or the top links that showed up? Uh, I don't want. This is, I don't want a real Sophie's choice to here. Read a link. I don't think. Yeah. What do we want? What do you think we want? I think you want the link, which would be the Wikipedia page for book. No, we don't want that. Okay. So the t- first top story is this simple change made it easier than ever for me to complete my reading list. Yeah, I see. That's Great. the kind of that's stuff what I'm looking we're for. looking for. Yes. Cool. When I say I don't know what a book is, yeah. I want I want that. Thank you. Thank you. Know? you. Finally. Oh boy. Um. All right. So we have determined Nancy is great. Nancy, Nancy Travis. Travis has a great sitcom we're going to be doing a show about. Uh, and now I believe, uh, what do you want to do first, mail or your or your stuff? Why don't uh, we do mail? Yeah, let's do mail first. Let's do mail. Okay, let's open did up. We, sorry, did we Google just the word mail yet? Yeah, we should look up the word mail. Both spellings, please. <laughs> for the first thing that shows up for M-A-I-L mail is uh, mail.com. Oh, yeah. Mail.com. Yeah. Okay. I prefer stamps.com, but hey, to each is is mail.com a postage type service or is it a, an email service? That's it, my question. Yeah. It's an email good question. service. It's an email service. So okay. people need help right. with mail these sure. days. Yeah. Where do I send email? Um now look up M A L E. Do you have any people I can send email to? Look up mail.com M A L E and see what pops up. Hmm. Literally. <laughs> Okay, mail.com, yeah, what M-A-L-E. Do we yeah. um, advertise on mail.com, your personal email and news. What? Not M-A-I-L.com. What? Wait, you wanted mail.com. M-A-L-E.com. Oh, M-A-L-E. Oh. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Mail. Now, for the first time ever, mail.com is available. You can stake your claim to this highly recognizable and easy to brand piece of internet real estate. We gotta estate. get this. Whoa. We gotta get this. No matter, no matter what. Contact. Okay, look. I'm not reading this. We gotta get this by the time that this episode drops. Yeah. Because if, if this goes out without us securing it, oh everyone God. is gonna have it. Literally, whatever it takes, I want mail.com. Like, whatever it takes. Let's just give him a blank check. (laughs) Yes. Get us mail.com. No, honestly, like, tell Kevin, tell whoever is out there, we want mail.com by the time that this comes out, and we want it to be the Are You Talking REM website. Okay. Uh, Or we walk. Or we fucking walk. Squarespace can do the website, whatever we need. I mentioned two uh, sponsors who don't even sponsor the show. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We're like... Um, But whatever whatever it takes, I want mail.com. Okay. Okay? I'm emailing Kevin right now. Let us know how much it is. Let us know how much the company pays for it. Like, you know, 
I like how I slipped that in there, so I'm not doing it personally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever it takes, though, we whatever, need this. Whatever, whatever it, it takes, takes, we need mail.com. All right, speaking of mail.com, let's uh, read some, uh, let's open up the old mailbag. What do you say? <laughs> okay. Uh, we've, we've been getting a lot of letters, um, and a lot of gifts, so let's talk about it. Um, oh, this comes to us from Nate. He works for Saddle Creek, a record label based out of Omaha, Nebraska. a bunch of great stuff. Sent us a ton of great records. They're known for Bright Eyes, Cursive, and The Faint. Uh, in recent years, they've released albums by Big Thief, Land of Talk, Hopalong, uh, Rural Alberta Advantage, um, and they sent us a, just a giant box full of records. We got uh, um, um, Hopalong. I, I think uh, Jason mentioned them last week. Yeah, and right? then we opened it. And, and then we opened it. from them. Yeah, and, and they were all there. So uh, this was great. Thank you so much. And, and sent, sent a um, really nice, long, handwritten um, letter. So yeah. thanks thanks to Nate from uh, Saddle Creek. No question. Appreciate one that. One of the best labels out there. Like Definitely. Always putting out great stuff i don't know why they don't have rem that seems like an oversight yeah but um you know better luck next time maybe we uh we make that happen uh right now yeah well uh, i mean honestly okay we haven't talked about this in a minute okay rem if you're listening and we know you are look we know you have a google search yeah you know i know that that uh uh you probably got very excited when aria ana grande released her song rem is that is it about uh it's about the band right oh definitely yeah yeah it's a lot like uh unseen power of the picket fence by pavement (laughs) um she seems like she would be pretty super yeah she's into two things pete davidson and And um but uh we know you have a google search so we know you're listening here are our demands okay and this has not happened by our final episode at this point but i'm not giving up hope I mean, it will happen at some point. It it's will happen like at some when point. or whatever. We need you to reform. Right. That's number one. That's non-negotiable. Okay. We need like, you guys. If that doesn't happen, uh, things are going to go bad. Yeah. Things are going to go south from there. Yeah. Need you to reform all four members. Bill Barry is part of this, or else this isn't going to work. Right. This ain't going to work, R.E.M., if Bill Barry ain't involved. Right. Um, Even though uh, Bill Rieflin is incredible. Sure, Joey Waronker. You keep saying Warnaker, by the way. I That's think it's Waronker, isn't it? Warnaker. Warnaker, is that how it is? It's definitely, there's an O before the N, I think. Yeah, Waronaker. 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 What was I saying? Warnaker. Waronaker. That's cool. Elvis Costello, that's another potential uh, Yeah, he's great. Anyway. Um, Look, they're all great, but we need the four. We need the classic four or else. Bye-bye. Yeah. We're going to turn you away at the door. Yeah. (laughs) Can you just imagine them? Hi, guys. We're here. We're here. We open up the door. It's the three of them, and we're like, hey, where's Bill? Uh, Bill couldn't make... Slam. Bill, you know what? Bill's running just a little late. Can we come in? Slam. No. No deal. No, R.E.M. No dice. 
That's a lot like what uh, Nora Dunn wanted on SNL. No dice. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we need we need you guys to play a, uh, a backyard barbecue at one of our houses. Whose house do you think is better for it? Well, um, I mean, we're our our backyard is in kind of under construction right now, but. Soon, you know, ours, ours, we'll is, ours could be good. We got the, the the nice long driveway for it now. Yeah, so back, it, a, back a couple trucks in. Yeah, they, they're going to have equipment. Sure, we no maybe look, lights, smoke machines. We have a nice long driveway now, so you can get your tour bus on there. The smoke machines, the uh, the the false bottom of the stage. Yeah, the trap door for when you guys like disappear, right? Yeah. Like the you know during end of the world as we know it, the rest of the band drops through when he goes Leonard Bernstein, and they all just. <laughs> they're gone and he just goes Leonard Bernstein and then Leonard Bernstein the, the hologram of Leonard Bernstein mm-hmm. and then you hear from West yeah. Side Story I mean all, that the, Leonard Bernstein? all the all the all the REM fans already know all this bum, but we're bum, just going through it I think Leonard Bernstein did West Side Story Stephen Sondheim did the lyrics I know that and a Bernstein did it Ryan what do you got Boy, boy, crazy boy. Stay cool, boy. Did I tell you that? Did I just watched that movie for the first time? I think we talked about it maybe last week. On the show? I believe we did. Oh, okay. Um, And how'd you like it, by the way? It's an incredible movie. Oh, we talked about Romeo and Juliet and all that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The Immortal Bard. Yes, William Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, that's non-negotiable. We want you to play two sets, two 90-minute sets. They have to be different songs. You could probably all do- All our requests. All of our requests. You can probably do, you can probably repeat a closer. That's that's about mm-hmm. it, though. We want them to be different also, songs. Also, Kira Sedgwick, uh, the closer. Yes. Is gonna, <laughs> and Tom Selleck yeah, needs to get involved as well. Both of them are coming out- Kira Sedgwick introducing set one, Tom Selleck set two. And then also non-negotiable. Also non-negotiable. We need at the end of the show, we need you to be replace some of the lyrics of "It's the End of the World as You Know It" to be Kira Sedgwick. Yeah, Tom Selleck. They yeah. rhyme, so that's you know. The other night I dreamt of knives, continental driftified, mountain sit in a line, Kira Sedgwick, Tom Selleck, and then it's. Uh, Leonard Bresnev, Lenny Bruce, and Lester Bangs, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly bean, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, yeah. Exactly. And we want both of them to come out from either side of the stage. And we'll, I mean, I'll do a makeshift stage. It'll probably be some milk crates with like some, some, uh, you know, wood on top, some two by fours or something. Well, Tom Selleck has his own like special effects team that (laughs) he travels with. We want them to come out from opposite ends of the stage while you guys are on. And they need to look at each other like, what are you? You're the club. But no, I'm you're the, the club. And then they look out and smile and say, two closers, guys. Two hands up. If you Just a little bit of visual description here. When Scott said, two closers, guys. His hands are up in the air as if to say, oh, well. <laughs> Who could have expected this? Yeah. So also- And then everyone applauds, standing ovation. Yeah. And then, um, and then you guys launch back into the song. But before you launch back into the song, we need two full minutes of silence. Yes. Uh, for for the, for whatever's going for on. whatever is happening. We don't want to predict whatever's happening, whatever month. Something for There'll sure be something will definitely. be going on. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's all we need. 
That's yeah. all we need. And we like, but prep- each set is uh, at least a uh, hundred minutes long. Oh, a hundred. Yeah, I was oh. going to say ninety, but a hundred is better. A hundred because it's a nice. It's a round number. It's a round number. You can divide into it. So if we're yeah. saying we each want song is two five minutes minute songs. That's oh, two minutes songs. <laughs> we want you to play the songs fast. That's the other thing. Yeah, like your longest song is probably "Leave" from New yeah, Adventures, right? Probably, yeah. I think it's like seven minutes. We two need minutes. you to play it three times as fast, so it's two minutes. But the full song, just super yes, fast. Exactly. Don't cut out any verses. Don't cut out any no. instrumental no, no, parts. No, 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 no. But two minutes. That's how long we need it. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. <laughs> Um. So anyway, guys, that's what we need from you, and hopefully it'll happen by next week because next week I believe is our final episode. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, continuing in the mailbag, we have uh, Adam Miller uh, sent us something under the uh, nom de plume of Carlson Jr. Um, sent us a uh, a nice little trophy for best uh, domestic. REM-themed podcast. I don't know why you got to throw a domestic in there. Mm. Why so many qualifiers? Uh, multiple host category. Oh, another qualifier. Mm. Uh, second quarter of 2018. This is a lot. Second quarter? Yeah. Oh, and wait. You won. Adam Quadrero. Can I see that? <laughs> yeah. It's not Cor- even to me. It's, it's actually Cordero. Cor- oh, is it Cordero? Not a big deal, but just like pronounce <laughs> it right. Well, thank you to Adam wow, for that. Wow, this is... Uh, this is, I mean, you definitely spent upwards of $2 on that. So thank you so much. This is a, um, the most qualified of uh, honors I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Best domestic and, and, REM-themed podcast, multiple host category, second quarter 2018, Adam Cordero. And I didn't even co-win it. You're the winner of it. You're the sole winner. This will be displayed prominently. All right. Who sent this to us? Uh, Adam Miller. Adam Miller, thank you. Do you have one uh, as I lean oh, over yeah, to pick yeah, up yeah. another one? I have a uh, letter here. Let's, let's see here. This letter is from uh, Rachel Gillingham. Oh, De- Dear cool. Scott, comma, I think she's written to us before. Yeah. Dear Scott, comma, Adam, thank you so very much for taking Do you think the- she's saying y- just you, dear Scott, uh, comma, Adam, as in, as in like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, put your finger wherever you left off. As if this is a letter from an insurance company? <laughs> yeah, dear Scott, comma, Adam. No, she, she probably means both of us. Okay. I'm going to start again. Mm-hmm. Dear Scott, comma, Adam, thank you so very much for taking the time during your show on the Man on the Moon episode to read my letter. I can't tell you how much that meant to me, so I just wanted to show you my appreciation by writing you this thank you letter. Also, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold your place no, again. Holding my place. Are we going to get into a big cycle here where now we've read this one and she's going to write us another one? Like, we don't have time to read all of these no, letters. That's this not, is the end of it. That's not what this is about. Okay, good. Uh, okay, I'm going to start again. Dear Scott. To, oh, no, please. I'm not going to do that. Uh, by writing you this thank you letter, also to say thank you for all you do for your fans and how you take the time during the show to read the uh, the letters and to say hi to them. You're both very kind. I really appreciate. There are no. There's no punctuation here. It's all one sentence. It's oh, cool. It's, okay. uh, I appreciate it's, all you, know, you do. You know, that's how uh, uh, Christopher. Place. That's how Christopher Walken likes to mark up his scripts. 
apparently I read yeah, an interview with him. Of all the he gets rid of all the punctuation. He literally gets rid of all punctuation because he thinks that's like an acting note from the writer to him and he doesn't yeah. want them. Yeah. So he gets rid of all periods, all commas, all like, you know. Hyphens. All hyphens, all anything that's like a parenthetical, like bravely or, yeah. you know. He gets rid of all of that so he can just like say the words however they come out. I'm kind of the opposite of that. I need extra um, punctuation. Adjectives and verbs written uh, in to front tell of you every line. Ex- every yeah. word almost. Yes. So it's, if it says the, you need like a bravely. Like, whoa, what? Yeah. Yeah. The, then frightened the. cat. Cat. <laughs> okay. Can I continue? It's almost done. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how you take the time during the show to read the letters and to say hi to them. You're both very kind. I really appreciate all you do for your fans. So thank you to you both. Enjoy your summer. Hello to you and Adam. But she she wrote my she said dear Scott comma Adam. But she said hello to you and Adam. Maybe this is a uh, a play on how you would say hello to your fans, which by the way you haven't done in a long time. I have to say, and they are uh, hungry for it. Sincerely. Rachel Gillingham. Hello, Rachel. One of our uh, biggest fans, I believe. Yeah, and thank you for thanking us. We appreciate yes, it. Yes, but it ends now. But don't send another letter. We're we're not going to read another letter. It's got it. This but has got to be the cutoff. If she does, we have to read it. I know. But please, so that's why I'm saying, please don't send us yeah. another letter because we will be forced to read it if you send one. But she's sending this from. Don't give away her address. I'm not. Okay. From, but is it out of the country? I believe it is. Oh wow, great! All right, I have I have one. This is. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you were sort of beautiful minding, like Sherlocking here, <laughs> where like stuff was appearing. Wait a minute, she's sending this from. Oh, <laughs> it's down the street. Did you think that it was across be, town? That would be a great like two minute episode of. <laughs> Of Sherlock. Oh. oh. No, no, never mind. Never mind. I, I was Sherlocky for a second. Okay, this comes to us from Corey Stage. Uh, Corey sent us a nice letter uh, and then also sent us a laser disc copy of the Jeff Bridges, Tommy Lee Jones movie, um, Blown Away, because uh, it features two songs by U2, and they discussed the band U2 in a, in a scene. What? Yeah. Uh, and he also sends us the uh, cassette tape of Stain's Break the Cycle. Wow. So you can listen to it in your Paseo, it says. <laughs> That's great. Um, so thank you. To- can I see the blown away uh, yep. laser disc? Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. You I, have went, a- I went to see this in the uh, movie theater, I remember. Did you? Yeah, I sure did. And Lloyd Bridges is in it as well, as well as uh, Forrest Whitaker. This was a uh, big movie in the summer of 94, if I'm not That's, mistaken. For you, I think that is prime movie-going years well, for you. Well, I had had one of my first auditions in town was an audition with Jeff Bridges, where I read opposite him. Did you have, like, the titular line of, like, I gotta tell you, I am blown away. <laughs> no, it wasn't for this movie. It was for Wild Bill. Mm. And it was one of my first auditions. And, and I, who are you playing? Like his son, s- stupid Joe. <laughs> yeah, it was like his his son that was Ryan, like that out one. of control. <laughs> Every single character in this movie has an adjective <laughs> before, <laughs> before a regular name. Um, all right. So if anyway, you have, I didn't get the role. David Arquette got it. 
David Arquette got it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, he's a nice dude, right? But I was, uh, wow, 40 bucks for a Laserdisc. That's how much they would dollars. charge for this. Can you imagine spending $40 on a film? Yeah, 1994, that's when this came out. I was. I right. mean, when you think about it, that's like two tickets to it. If you go see it at the Arclight. To see, uh, to see Blown Away. Or any film, you know. So $40 to own one is like a better better value. We should uh, we should watch this together. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, this comes to us from oh, this is great. Jason Baxter, who's in A and R publicity and social media at Hardly Art Records, um, and he sent us a big box of uh, records and CDs oh, from wow. Hardly Art. He says that uh, everyone at Hardly Art are big fans of the show. Have been listening since the You Talking You Two to Me days. They are a um, subsidiary of the Sub Pop label, uh-huh. um, and some of the bands on the roster uh, love the show, and uh, Dude York like to listen uh, to the show on long drives between stops on tour. Awesome. And uh, Chastity Belt are friends of Edgar, who was on the show. Oh, yeah. Um, and so sent us a lot of records, so thank you so That's much. great. So a lot of stuff for us to listen to, and you have one last one over here, right? Yeah, this is from... Uh uh, a guy named Chris Bickley. He's uh, writing us from across the pond. Bickley. Do you know what I mean when I say across the pond? Like in across- Minnesota? Yeah. There are a series of ponds in the United States, mm. and I'm not sure which mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm. but he is writing from the other side of uh, of one of the, the those uh, those ponds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Chris feels that Green and Document are great records, but they're both flawed. So he thinks it, they should be put into one super record. Take the great songs from both from of them. From which ones? Green? Green and Document. Document and, and Green. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, maybe, I, I would maybe agree with that. I, I don't at all. I love both of those albums. He of thinks that, that the second half of Document is weak. And we, the, I agree. And the first half of, of Green, is weak. Green is weak. I don't know if I agree on... Well, I mean, it does have stand in the first half. I don't. I mean, Document, the second half, contains the one I love. Yeah, but it but as we talked about in the episode devoted to it, I think it goes a little downhill after the one I love. Yeah, you you do think that, um, <laughs> but I, I would agree that it's a bit front loaded. But King of Birds is great. Like there's great stuff. But okay, that's that. Yeah. But that's and it, and it closes great with Untitled. No, wait, I'm talking about Green right now. Yeah, it closes with uh, with um, the Oddfellows yeah. one five one, which isn't like essential. Mm-hmm. Odd Fellows 151. Yeah. Okay. So this is the working theory. Okay. So uh, what's he. Wh- okay. What's so he side have? one, the green side. Uh, track one, how does it feel when you're in REM? <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's the opener. We should probably play that while we listen to the rest of this track yeah, listing, right? That's probably right? a so, good idea. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Came out to me uh, because I wrote it when I came out of a very. Bad track two, finest work song. Okay. Track three, Orange Crush. Those are a little samey to be back-to-back for me. Yeah, maybe this guy isn't as good at uh, resequencing as we are. Track four, World Leader Pretend. Good. Track five, You Are the Everything. Great. Both first half of Green songs. Yeah. Track six, End of the World as We Know It. Okay. Side two, Document Side, opens with The One I Love. Mm-hmm. Second song is Disturbance at the Heron House. Mm-hmm. Th- third track is Hair Shirt. 
Fourth track Great. is Turn You Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Fifth track is King of Birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sixth track is the untitled 11th song. 11th you don't like King of Birds? You and then scowled. a hidden track, Strange, from... Oh, yeah. From Green, right? From Green. Yeah. No, Maybe. from uh, from Document. Oh, Strange is from Document. The yeah. cover. I wonder if it's a hidden track because it's a cover of the Wire Maybe. song. Um, this is, by the way, Troubles Afoot um, with How Does It Feel to Be yes. an REM. Guest vocals by us, obviously. Do you, and then he gave us his top 10 REM songs. Do you want to? I don't care. Okay. Um, and then we have one last uh, note, and Adam was fascinated by this. Uh, we opened it before we went on air. This is uh, Craig Harris from uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, um, sent us the three-inch single of Stand by R.E.M., which has um, the second track, uh, the B-side, one of the B-sides is Memphis Train Blues, which Three-inch CD single. Three-inch CD single, yes. Apparently, we didn't play uh, all of it on the Green episode because we didn't like it or something, but there's something at the end of the song, he says, that apropos of nothing, his buddy and he will say it to each other and chuckle. Um, and then it also has the third track. The third B-side is the 11th untitled song, but apparently it's an instrumental of it and an extended version, which yeah. we didn't uh, know about. We don't have the equipment to play this mini CD, but I Googled yeah. it, and apparently that's what it is, but I can't find it online anywhere either. So. Yeah, so uh, we're going to try to figure out how to play that, um, and we'll upload it to mail.com. Um, so thanks to yeah. Craig Harris for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Mail.com, by the way, is going to be our repository for everything. just everything. Whatever, like we're we're going to put all of we're going to put all of those uh, green demos that uh, Lance yep. put up there. Uh, we're going to put all of those uh, reveal, uh, uh, you know, alternate versions, all that stuff. We're going to put it up on mail.com. <laughs> and then all of our stuff about our militia we're building. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, yeah, our manifestos, yeah. everything is going to be up there. All right, we need to go to a break. When we come back, Adam has some um, omitted collabs into now songs. And then we are also going to be playing the songs from the fan club from 1999 to 2011. We will be right back with more. Are you talking REM after this? Oh yeah. The guitar. Oh baby. Hey, everyone. New T-shirts are in the store. Uh, are you talking REM shirts are there? What kind do we have these days? We have uh, stained glass, which uh, are pretty incredible. That's Todd Glass, Adam, and myself. And um, it looks like a concert T-shirt. Uh, and, uh, you know, a third of the profits go to Todd Glass. So if you love him, you know, put, put a little uh, coin in his pocket. Um, we also have the... Uh, the classics that we started off with, the uh, uh, monster, monster style and then the out-of-time style, yeah. Love them both. Mm-hmm. And uh, so those are in the store, and we're What's looking— What's your favorite, Scott? My favorite uh, of shirt these of— these three and, Oh, of these three. Uh, I like the stained glass one. Okay. What's your favorite shirt of all time? Of not all time? E- and we're not even counting your shirts. Yeah, one, one, not even ones I've worn. There was um, a, uh, a tank top T-shirt— mm-hmm. Featured in, I believe, the 
uh, the the great film It Happened One Night mm, yeah. where they pull the curtain uh, in between uh, the man and the woman who are staying in the same room so sure. they can divide the room and have a little privacy and mm-hmm. he was in a tank top t-shirt mm. oh my god it was the first time ever that a man's arms had been exposed on film uh, and uh, historic I, moment and historic moment and I loved it I loved it it's great so that's your top t-shirt top t- that's my number one with number a bullet one. top t-shirt what about you my favorite T-shirt is probably a T-shirt uh, that Andrew McCarthy wore in Pretty in Pink, and he wore it underneath a uh, kind of a blazer, sort of an unstructured blazer. But I think there were some some uh, shoulder pads in there. But yeah, it was the pretty 80s. loose. There had to be some shoulder pads yeah. in there. He had well, a T-shirt on under there. It was pretty great. Was it, did it have any kind of markings on it, or was it plain? Just plain color, solid plain, color. Uh, I think it was white, maybe off white, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh huh. Have you tracked down that T-shirt ever? Is it in the Smithsonian or anything? That's the thing. It's in the Smithsonian, and so lying it, on Archie Bunker's chair. Every two days, I have to go to Washington D.C. to see it. <laughs> um, if you want to see our T-shirts, go head over to podswag.com/rem, and you can uh, buy those. And we're looking to get new T-shirts in the store, hopefully by the end of the show. So. Um, Check them out. Yay. Welcome back. Get up. Get up. Um, welcome back to Are You Talking to R.E.M. Remy? And now, uh, Adam over here, uh, has, me, bro. has been, uh, taking the brunt of the, um, abuse from fans of the show who say, great episode. They always, but by the way, they start off saying great episode. The three words. Or, or they say great app. Yeah. The three words that we have gotten the most since the collabs into now episode are Great episode, but almost every tweet starts with great episode, but mm-hmm. um, I would prefer if they just sent tweets with like great, but yeah, I know that get my attention. That's uh first of all, it's a terrific compliment. Yeah. For, either for complimenting anyone. me or you're sending me a picture of a great, but either way. Sure. I'll or just it. acknowledging that there's a such thing as great, butts. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> that should be our next show on mail.com. I want a section for great, butts. Do you think if they remade... That may actually be the most popular section on Mail.com. Back to the Future, if they remade Back to the Future now, instead of Great Scott, he would say Great Butt. Great Butts, Marty! Yeah. Look at these... Look at these Great Butts, Marty! I'm not saying for sure that's what they would do. I'm just saying it's 99%. 99.9%. They're probably going to do it, yeah. They've always said that that everyone has to be dead. Before they can make remake that movie, they, uh, the whole cast are like they just said it. They they got back together. By the way, I get I. Why would I, they ever remake that movie? I look. They I, can't. I look at uh, a news story that pops up, and it's like Back to the Future cast reunites for the first time since 2015. I know that it's I'm like, happening a what, lot. Three years ago, <laughs> who gives a shit? I know. Um, but well, they and, had the Breaking Bad. Um, that's ridiculous in my I, anniversary. I, them on the cover of yeah, EW. The, the show just ended, but they they always do the tenth anniversary of when it started, not when it ended. It I like know. ended. It's it ended, ended like six, four years yeah, ago. Four years ago. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. All right, Adam. 
Do you have the? We need the dongle, That's right? Funny. Yeah. To me. We, we need the dongle. By the way, let's put a section on mail.com for uh, just dongles. Also very popular. Oh, oh mail.com is going to... Bye, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan had to take off. What if we never <laughs> saw him again? Never saw him again. What if he got hit by a bus in the lobby here? <laughs> like a bus well, just crashed through. I will say, walking... You, you wouldn't think so because we're, what, on the fourth floor? Yeah. Um, that, uh, that And he there left are the door buses. open so we can hear like yeah. him shouting for it. <laughs> There are buses just teeming through here. Shit's all the time, just narrowly, almost sideswiping, uh, sideswiping us here. Okay, Ryan, you uh, you went outside. They didn't have any kind of dongle. Is that what you're saying? And now you're looking for one. Apparently, they're under the table here somewhere. They're under the table. Is this some sort of practical joke on us? What kind of outfit are you guys running? <laughs> Can we just hook it up Bluetooth under the table? Bluetooth? They're under the table. Wait, that's, that's where we're storing things now is under the table um you also by the way adam could just hold your phone up to the microphone I could do and that. we would get did some we sort do of a, glitter in their eyes the patty smith song did we have that as one I of think the collabs we, i think we did okay. because i sent it to you so it seems to me like we did yeah ryan ryan left again he really wants to get by ryan <laughs> so i have i only have like a lot of air, t- like lot of air time for ryan today here. Yeah, Ryan's for, Ryan's for gonna song. be a star coming out of this episode, don't you think? Huge, huge star. He's got he's got something. What if we this episode comes out, uh, you and I just go about our business with our lives, and then sure. like, what is your business, by the way? That go that I go about. Yeah, that you go about. <laughs> I mean, I've got so many kind of side businesses. Going yeah, right now. it's crazy. I know. What do you have these days? I have I mean, a greeting card business. Oh, that I have to keep afloat. Yeah. So um, what what type of greeting like for holidays or what what type of cards do you do? Well, the first thing I do is I create a holiday and then try to just kind of sell oh. merchandise around it. Yeah, yeah. Which holidays do you have nowadays? It's right now we're trying to get this this holiday going called uh, Christmas. <laughs> okay, wait, Christmas? Christmas. Can I ask you when this takes place? Well, um, we're still. Figuring that out because we've got a couple. Well, we're just kind of doing a survey or two, just going to like mall, going to like a shopping mall. Sure, but not in town. Here we try and go like out, like out of Pasadena. You don't want to do it in L.A. But Arizona is a great place. What dates are you looking at though? We're in the realm of like late December. We're gonna. Can I ask you a question? Are you looking at December twenty-five by any chance? Well, I don't want to put the dates out there right now, like publicly, but. That's in the area. That's you know, in the area I that uh, we're uh, that we're exploring right now. It's just kind of. Can I tell you that? And point. I don't. I don't think it's you stealing an idea. I think yeah, it's yeah. just parallel thought. Uh huh. But there is a Christmas that occurs on December twenty. Well, we might want to take this convo off off air. We yeah. can continue it later because I've got some. I don't want to put too much out there, like I said. So, well, you have some details about it. Then? I have some details about what makes ours. Is there a different. mascot at all? There's going to be kind of a symbolic person, uh, well, not person because it's not human, but you know, I guess he looks human. Oh, okay. But he's technically is, an elf of uh, uh, of of some sort. So, can I ask? Is he yeah. sort of overweight? He's a big guy. Yeah. Again, I don't want to get into too can much detail. Can I ask detail something right about his his belly? Does it okay. look akin to a bowl full of jelly? Okay, well, the belly that this particular elf would have, if indeed that's the way we went, mm-hmm. uh, would be 
round, rotund. Uh, you could say bowl full of bowl full of jelly. Yeah, jiggles belly. around. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's different than a distended belly, which was one way we were going to go because a distended belly it's is from like hunger. hard as a rock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's Santa Claus. Listen again. I don't want to go into too much details, especially yeah. with names, titles, all wait, of that. Is the name of wait Santa Claus is the name of your mascot? I'm is, not. Again, I'm. I'm not going to jump into a detailed. Combo. Okay, now I'm starting to think that maybe you saw something to do with Christmas, and you're just like that's part of the reason. You know I how can't s- jump into sometimes too much detail. I'll write a scene in a script or something and be like, I swear maybe I'm writing this based on a something that I saw in a movie. Yeah. Can I ask what your favorite movies are? My favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, off the top of my head, like Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> Uh, Santa Claus the movie, uh, Elf. Right. Those are just my top three. Okay, yeah. I think that you're sort of like through osmosis uh-huh. creating something that already exists. Okay, I, I mean, I'm, I'm aware of that. That's why if we did go with this character, uh, it, Santa Claus, mm-hmm. if that was the if that was the the name of this character, right? It, it would be spelled with a C instead of an S. A C, where is the C? At the end of Santa Claus? No, at the, at the front of the word Santa. Oh, so a, it's it looks like Canta? That's one of the kind would, of Would it have blocks. an apostrophe after the N and in between the N and the T? It may, may be a C and then an S for okay. Santa. So it looks like Cassanta? That's, uh, again— What about the, Cassandra? Because well, that's at least different. Like Cassandra, Cassandra we explored that. We brought it out. People were a little turned off with the idea of Cassandra Claus— uh, uh, I think there's something there, though. Cassandra Claus. Well, it's like Santa Claus has a brand new attitude, and also it's her niece, and she's a woman. Yeah. Well, having Santa Claus be a woman is one of the the things that's going to make ours a little different. It sort and, of modernizes it, like the Ghostbusters. Yeah, but it's just the the name Cassandra is too long. It's not, it's too many syllables. There's oh. a there's kind of a rule in advertising and and holiday production that your mascot can't be more than uh, two syllables. Two syllables, yeah. really? Okay. Like Easter Bunny. Um, right. Uh, if you think of any of the mascots of, of right. holidays, they're always two syllables or less. Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy, exactly. That's less than two syllables yeah, right there, yeah. That's less than two. Okay, yeah, so, okay. So Cassandra not Claus work. was just a little too much. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Santa Claus with CS, I think, is— Cassanta uh, Claus. Yeah. Okay, great. No, no all but right. you don't say Cassandra. You See, just say it's Santa we're Claus. We're figuring it—phonetically, we're figuring okay, it out. Okay, okay, all right. Well, good luck to you. Um, welcome back to Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy? We're, we're talking about R.E.M. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> exclusively. And by the way, we're going to have all these details about the new holiday and your It'll all be ironed out by the time this It'll all be up drops. on mail.com. Yeah. Don't worry. Just go to mail.com and okay. sign up. So what do we Also, it's, it costs nineteen ninety five to participate <laughs> yeah. in the also, holiday. Uh, by the way, let's get Andy Daly to, <laughs> yeah. to, to pay $80 to be on <laughs> mail.com. <laughs> You can pay all our registration fees for (laughs) setting up a website. All right, Adam, do you have some? uh, We found the dongle. Ryan came back in here. He gave you the dongle. It's attached to your phone now. Um, What are these songs that you want to play? Okay, once one glaring, the most glaringest of omissions was a Mm -hmm. song called You Woke Up My Neighborhood by Billy Bragg. It came out in late 1991. Uh, Out of Time came out in spring 91, so around, I believe it came out fall, Christmas 91, Billy Bragg put out this record, and uh, I believe Peter Buck plays all over the 
album, but this single, You Woke Up My Neighborhood, I think the entire band was in the video. Oh, whoa. As far as I remember, and I I could have looked it up on YouTube before we (laughs) did the show (laughs) today. Typical uh, Adam, zero research, but at least Um, brought a song. But I believe they all play on it. They're in the video, and Michael Stipe certainly sings on it. It was, uh, it's a good song. Here it goes. All right, here we go. Of course, was a member of Bingo Handjob, their band. Right. The, that did Tom's Diner, right? They did Tom's Diner. They did some gigs at uh, the Borderline in London. Right. And also Billy Bragg, a friend of uh, April Richardson. Oh, is he really? Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, cool. Okay. That sounded good. Is that Michael uh, Stipend on uh, Backing Vox? Yeah. Or is that Mike? Mike it's, it's Michael Stipe. For sure, but I think Mike that, Mills might be in there, Yeah, that too. sounds like in more of Mike Mills' register. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one is called Future 40's String of Pearls. It's a Sid Straw song. And on tour film and the whole Green Tour, he intros, I believe, with the chorus from this song. He sings it a cappella before sings they... Sings it a cappella. Oh, okay. Um, when did it come out? I believe this is like 84. Five, something like that. Okay. And do they play on it? Or no, it's just he. he uh, Michael Stipe sings on it. Oh, he, Michael Stipe sings. Yeah. Great. Here we go. Okay. Here we. Let's hear it. I think that's a guitar, right? That's a guitar playing right now. Okay. Great. Oh. So there's that. Cool. I actually always really loved his acapella 
version of this. Because what does it sound like? Um, Can you I'm, do an impression of him? Uh, I think it's like something like. Did you hear that? No, that was pretty quiet. Oh, I did it. Uh, yeah. I think it might be something like. A shiver came quick, grabbed me up by the back of the neck, and shook me down to the floor, through my shoes, to the floor, to the core of the earth. I muttered something, swallowed some air, science, miracles, monkeys, or prayer. I'll believe in anything when I'm there, I'm certain. I've said that before. I'll believe in anything when I'm there. I'm certain I've said that before. Hey man, I'm making moves and I am so much stronger than you. I am so much stronger. I'm much stronger than you. Everybody thinks the way that we thought. We thought ahead and look what we got I did not invent this world Call my words a string of pearls But you will find the sheep It loses all its luster Wow, that was great, Adam. Thanks. That was really I mean, good. I've heard it so many times, I feel like I can just kind of yeah. spit it out almost. That was crazy. Thanks. You sound really, really, you have a beautiful voice. Thanks. Kind of a crooner. Yeah, I didn't even know that you could, you've never, we've never brought this up. I had yeah. no idea you could even sing. Yeah. I'm a good singer. Uh, next glaring omission was the band Tired Pony. Mm. Uh, they put out two records. That makes me sad. What the, a t- a t- the a, idea of a tired pony? Yeah, well, ponies—if they get work, some sleep. if they actually get off their ass and do something, they're <laughs> going to get tired, dumbasses. like the rest of us. Oh man! Uh, Peter Buck, uh, Scott McCoy—it's uh, kind of a super group. Those guys, Gary Lightbody from Snow Patrol, uh, Jackknife Lee is in the band, the producer of the last two REM records yep. and the la- one of the last uh, U2 records. Yeah, am I forgetting anyone in Tired I think you're, Pony? Are you in it? Because you're I, such a good singer. I might be, but I have a weird memory sometimes yeah. when it comes to this stuff, like which bands I'm in. <laughs> I'm so busy. <laughs> okay, Gary so Lightbody, this... Peter Buck. Oh, Ian Archer. Who's that? Uh, Richard Colburn. Ian Archer is... Uh, he was in... What? We'll put this information this on mail.com. In? Don't worry. We'll, we'll Anyway. Put... Tired Pony, they put out two records. This is, uh, I believe, their single, All Things All at Once. 2013, I believe. It's not one thing or the other It's all things all at once Oh, I love you better than him 
right. Pretty so good. that's their second album, The Ghost on the Mountain. I love you better Ghost than him. Ghost of the Mountain. Who do you think he's talking about? I don't know. See, that's the thing. You just you don't know. Maybe it's the know. ghost that they're talking about. In the oh, title of the album. I love you better than that that's, ghost loves you. Yeah, it's a scary song. This is scary. This is. I mean, it's perfect for Halloween in a, about a yeah. you know a month or two. Uh, yeah, two months from now. It's the spookiest holiday of all. And I have a kind of another holiday I'm thinking about in that same time. The same vein, same, same time of year. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you got? Uh, right. It's a little early to talk about it. So gonna, yeah, it's still a couple of months out. But you want pre holiday hype going don't you yeah but it also might be good if this one's kind of a secret oh, okay so it's, what do you know can you say what day it's happening on we haven't settled on a day but it's mm. probably somewhere early november late october like super late october mm, yeah the latest you can go is probably october 31st yeah we're thinking about somewhere around there somewhere in there yeah, yeah somewhere on that day yes yeah, so. <laughs> somewhere right on that day yeah. <laughs> uh okay the the last one that that uh, that we have here, I'm sure there's more. Oh I'm, yeah, it seems like we were sent hundreds. I know, but I, we can't get to them all. The baseball project seemed like one of yes. the biggest omissions because That's right. it's Peter Buck, Mike Mills, Scott McCoy. Uh, Wasn't was was the dude who when we went up to Portland who was playing organ? Is he part of this? Because he didn't he play for uh, didn't he play organ at, at a baseball stadium? Do you know who I'm talking yes, about? Yes, but he was playing with one of those other bands, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought he was playing with the Decemberists, but I, I wondered if he was maybe part of this. Um, maybe. Who knows? I, I'm we'll not never sure. know. We'll but never know. But what we, is? There's what, no way to find out. What but, is the baseball project? What do they do? They sing songs about baseball. Is that yeah, what it is? Uh, Steve Wynn um, is also in the in the group from the casino dream syndicate oh okay they're they're great i mean they sing songs about about baseball baseball, obviously right but their their songs are really good really fun pop songs um they put out a few records songs can be about baseball they even had an album called down with wilco that wilco plays on the whole record no wait that's that's the minus five oh minus five sorry Wait, minus five is another one. Yeah, we never brought up the minus five. Jesus. I have a bunch of their records. Um, Down with Wilco's great, great yeah, record. Yeah, because um, Wilco plays on that, yeah. Uh, anyway, this is From Nails to Thumbtacks is one of the Baseball Project songs. Okay, let's hear it. And it's about baseball. Yeah. Wrote my autobiography when I was 24. Not about baseball yet. If I had known how much was still in store. Because I wanted I think this is their last most recent record. I can't hear you. You gotta fly high to fall this far. So he's talking about a baseball? Maybe, like, if you hit a baseball really hard, it flies up into the air. Yeah, I mean, you, it's gotta be pretty hard, though. Yeah, you have to really crack it with the bat, yeah. with the baseball bat. How? What's the furthest you've ever hit a baseball? Pretty far. I, I played uh, baseball for a few years. Did you really? Yeah. So, like... Like three, four feet. <laughs> and you, uh, you were on a team? I was on a baseball team. Here is uh, here is another song called 13. This is a really good one. And this is about the number of 
people on a baseball team if you have four alternates? Yes. Or the number of people in the audience at a really unpopular game. Audience. (laughs) Anyway, Baseball Project's awesome. That's cool. And I can't believe... Oh, wait, wait, turn that back up. Yep. I thought it was a cover. I don't... Maybe it's not. It sounds like another song. Alright, turn it up. There's a really Mike Millsy song here. There we go. Anyway, great. Yeah, good shit. Well, the minus five, you will go untalked about. Unfortunately, Sorry. I don't need the dongle. Thank you very much. Yeah, but you just take it. <laughs> nope, nope. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, great. Good shit. Um, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we are going to be discussing the fan club singles. Are you excited? But Did you get all of these fan club singles? I'm sure I did. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is going to be a trip down memory lane for you. Oh, boy. Uh, when we come back, we'll be discussing all the fan club singles from 1999 through 2011. We will be right back. Welcome back. All right. You ready for it? We're going to be, this is, this is. Fan club singles. Fan club singles. This is exciting. Um, this is, uh, these are exclusive to the fan club. They, they have not released these commercially. Um, what this the, is starting in what year? Okay. Well, let me tell you, it's, uh, we did an episode a few episodes back where it was from the early years. So 88, I believe through 1998. Okay. When when Bill Berry uh, left the band, mm-hmm. but apparently I stupidly left out a year. I left out ninety uh, five, I think. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do ninety five as well, if that's okay. And then ninety nine, then ninety nine, ninety nine through twenty eleven, twenty eleven. Yeah, and I and we're by the way, here are the rules again. We're not gonna play the Christmas songs because those will do on a on a holiday episode at some point. So we're not gonna play any of those. Um, I have a lot of these, by the way, are like live just for a while. They got kind of lazy and just put out live versions of songs that already exist. I have them. We can hear them if we yeah. want, uh, if they're of interest. But um, Oh, there yeah. is a really good one they put out as a fan club single, Country Feedback with Neil Young. Yes. I, well, thank you oh. because that's coming up. Okay. Thanks for spoiling I was there, it. by the way. You were there at the uh-huh. Bridge School Benefit? Uh-huh. Very cool. I want to hear all about it. Um Let's first, though, go to 95, because I totally skipped over this. I don't right. know how it happened. Um, in 95, what were what what was the record out around then? It must have been Monster? Monster came out one? in late 94, and then 95 was the big tour. Okay, so they the uh, at the end of 95 for the fan club single, they put out uh, an A-side and a B-side. The A-side, let's hear it. It is a cover of Chris Isaac's Wicked Game. Oh, yeah. Wicked. Okay, 
pretty sloppy, but that's what these fan club records were. Yeah. It's not like they're doing, you know, doing overdubs and stuff. It's basically them in a studio goofing around a little yeah. bit. Uh, do you like that song generally? I do. I love that song. I loved it when it was on the uh, Wild at Heart soundtrack. That was, uh, mm-hmm. I love that movie. And uh, it's become a bit of a, I don't know. Overplayed not, song. Overplayed or sort of a cliche of like, ooh, sexy song yes. or whatever. Yeah, but, but it's a great song. At the time, um, actually it came out in uh, 89, Wicked Game came out in like 89 or whatever. So this is pretty, pretty late. Yeah, but it was a huge hit in like '91. Sure, but '95. Yeah, it's a few years. Kind of later. a kind of a weird. Uh, but they were playing it live a lot at the time. I think. Hmm. Strangely enough, I read I read people going like, "Oh yeah, I didn't expect them to play the play it at this concert," yeah. and they did. Um, the B side is a song called Java, which is a cover of uh, Alan Toussaint. Is it Toussaint or Toussaint? I can never remember. Toussaint, I believe. Toussaint? Okay, this, um, you know, famous uh, New Orleans jazz uh, pianist. Uh, this is Java. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, anyway, start playing. Super cool. It's what? Excruciating? No, I said Jesus. (laughs) Anyway, you get the idea. Kind of a fuck around. Mm -hmm. Sometimes these records, I'm sure that when you would receive them, you'd be very excited. Uh And then you'd hear something like that. Would it be like getting a sweater that didn't fit? (laughs) No, it was always. It was always cool. you, You kind of, yeah, it was always cool. And it was a record. So it was, cool it was, it was a collectible, a, yeah, more than like a thing you enjoyed listening to yes. over and over. Yes, some sometimes though, like some of these are unreleased songs that are are actually really good. Yeah, so it was just kind of like you never knew what you were going to get, and it was always records up until I think like ninety nine ish. I believe they became CDs. CDs, yeah. Uh, but then sometimes they would go back to a record, uh-huh. from what I read. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's uh, let's jump ahead to ninety nine. Um, and this is, uh, they put out a CD single of uh, two songs from the Bridge School Benefit, the uh, benefit that uh, Neil Young does up in San Francisco, is that mm-hmm. where it is? And you were at this, you say? Yeah, they do it at the Shoreline, which is actually in Mountain View, but right in that you know Bay Area. Um, I used to go a lot in, when I was in high school, my friends and I would go and we'd see like Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. And I remember Sammy Hagar did it once. And he just went out and did an acoustic set by himself, and he was amazing. Really? What did he sing? Van Halen like songs all, or I, don't, I Won't Drive 55? Or he what? did some of his solo stuff, and then he did uh, uh, Finish What You Started. Mm. Uh, Wait, that's like, a David Lee Roth song, isn't no. it? Oh, no, he did. Oh, you're right. Come um, on, finish what you started. It was, it was amazing. But then we saw Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. We saw... Um, I can't. It was like countless. I would go every year, and it was it was all these artists doing acoustic mm-hmm. sets. And Tom York, the, I know, was out there doing it a couple of Tom times. Tom York did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all the kids from the school, the Bridge School, mm-hmm. uh, are out there on stage with the artists for the whole show. Oh wow! Watching. Um, what is the Bridge School again? Because I've a, heard about it so yeah, much. Yeah, it's a school for uh, kids with special needs, handicapped kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an incredible place, and and what a great. Show every year. I'm not sure if they still do it. Do they? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I I'm not sure. But uh, what a great um, 
what a great uh, cause and a, and great concerts came out of it. And what mm-hmm. REM did in '99 was they did uh, they pl- they must have played it that year. It was '98. Um, and is when they played it, and then yeah, they, they put this it. out in '99. Yeah. Okay, great. And they, uh, Thank you, Rain it was Man. Right before Up came out, so they played some Up songs that okay. had never have, had, had never, never been, been heard. heard. Yeah. and were you stroking it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but they played a couple of songs with Neil Young. The first one is "Country Feedback," which is an REM song, and um, uh, you have uh, basically the, all of the band REM, uh, and then Neil Young on guitar, and then Michael Stipe singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's hear a little bit of that. Uh, please it's, welcome to the stage, Neil Young. It's nine minutes. You know, I'm gonna fast forward just a little bit. It's nine minutes. His guitar solo at the end is really long. That's pretty Neil Youngish guitar right there. Do you want to, what part do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the, some of the guitar solo or? Um, whatever you want to. Street alone, the only I've ever known. What if I what if I fast forwarded to the guitar solo? Because how long would you say the guitar solo? I didn't make it through all of this when I was compiling everything. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's I mean it's. What, a four-minute song that's nine minutes That's here, nine so minutes? Okay, imagine. so let me drop you into six and a half minutes in. Let's see what's happening. It's exactly the same. <laughs> yep. Got it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, the next, uh, the B-side is Ambulance Blues, which, which is a Neil Young song, I this believe. This is great. He is singing uh, also nine and a half minutes, so let's see what uh, this is all about. There's a cue sheet down here. I have to be honest with you about this. Thank you, Neil. I have yeah, to I be, think, okay, we'll give it away. We'll raffle it off. Good idea. Peter and Mike are on this with him and his, with uh, Neil Young and his band, I believe. I've seen the video. I think it's all, isn't it all? Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Well, maybe it is. Oh, yeah, it is. He plays this with R.E.M. That's right. Because he let them choose the song. Oh, great. The air was magic when we played The riverboat was rocking in the rain Midnight was the time for the rain Oh, here's the fella Tore you down and plowed you under. You're only real, it's your makeup on. How could I see you and stay too long all along the Navajo Trail? Mm-hmm. Cool. I don't really know that song. 
Yeah, it's a really obscure. I mean, th- I think it's from On the Beach, but it I, even on the record, I think it's like eight minutes long. It's a yeah, more cool. of an obscure song. It's great. Uh, what's On the Beach? Uh, uh, one of his albums. From uh, what, uh, like 70s? Late 70s. Or late 70s, cool. I only have a few. I have Decade, or is it, is it called Decade? What is it? Yeah, the, the his best, best of. of yeah, 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 which is great, but I... You should get After the Gold Rush. I have After the Gold Rush. Yeah. I, I can't say that I've listened to it. Oh, it's... But that's I, my favorite. I have like his... Er, like, like, I have. I just got the Buffalo Springfield records, uh-huh. and then I have like probably his first four records, but I've never like sat down to really listen to them. Yeah. But I, I do like the best of. You have Harvest Moon? Yeah, I do have that. Yeah. And I have the sequel to it as well, whatever came out recently. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. Harvest anyway, Moon's pretty great. Yeah. I should listen. I mean, I like all the songs from it. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, okay. So, next year, 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> anyway, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's that's a famous uh, bit from uh, the uh, uh, the Tonight Show. Um, so, 2000, um, I th- we might be back to vinyl. I can't remember, but um, the A side is Christmas Time is Here Again. Oh, yeah. And But then we're going to play the B sides. We have two uh, REM instrumental songs are the B sides. So let's first hear two Hast- of them. Two of them, yeah. Huh. A B and a C side. This is Hastings and Maine. Yep. <laughs> If you can imagine Christmas morning, <laughs> just playing this for your family, for your loved ones. <laughs> Time to open presents. <laughs> Get down here. Get down here, kids. <laughs> like, why would Santa you? Santa came. Why would you put this out at all? <laughs> I mean, it's. What, do you think it's an abundance of confidence, or? I mean, literally, they had nothing else. <laughs> Kids, what about a just do a cover of Satisfaction? You know, like whatever. <laughs> Get the fuck down here and open your presents, your mom, and I bought these for you. Okay, this is ending. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the other, the next one is called Take Seven, which implies that it was literally take seven of this song. All right, well, this well, makes better. a little more sense. This is four minutes. But even I like I, that. But the mind wanders a bit during it. Sure. But it's but uh, a little a little better than the previous one. <laughs> My goodness. Okay, so uh, the year two thousand and one. Uh, a space odyssey. I'm kidding, of course. Come on, guys. Yeah, that's a movie. Um, they did. Uh, they ju- they just uh, did two live songs. Okay. Uh, Let me in and find the river. Okay. Um, but let's hear them because you. Uh, it may be a long time s- since you've heard these, and uh, I-, I remember one of them being sort of sounding a little different. This is Let Me In. <laughs> 
song on monster that i loved the melody to but it found it a little abrasive is that yeah and they played it acoustic on the accelerate tour which i played for you you played for me i like i didn't know they played it like this this early in 2001 this must be from the from the uh up tour because they didn't tour for reveal Hmm. maybe it was from some one-off show they did yeah yeah Nice That's great. Cool. Uh, and then they did Find the River from uh, Automatic. of a weird recording yeah did they say where this is from or they did but for some reason i didn't write it down because i didn't think it was germane to uh wonder like it wasn't this is from it didn't pop out at me as being interesting all right um so yeah so that year you know you you get those i mean you know let me in it's pretty good so yeah Yeah. thanks thanks rem yeah uh now 2002 this is great you get uh first of all we're not going to play. We'll play it on the holiday episode, but you get a cover of uh, Big Star's Jesus Christ, which Ooh. you talking you two to me fans will remember that uh, I thought you two, you two has a song called Jesus Christ. I thought it was the cover of the Big Star song, so we played it on their holiday record, and it ended up not being. No, that was a. <laughs> that was the Woody, uh, yeah, Woody Guthrie, Guthrie one. Song. Yeah, so uh, egg on my face then, but. As far as I know, it is the cover of the Big Star uh, a Christmas song, uh-huh. uh, Jesus Christ, so we'll play it on the holiday one. Um, but then uh, the B-side. Wait, it, we're not playing the Jesus Christ. But, but it's a Big Star song. It's not a holiday song. But it's a holiday song because the lyrics are Jesus Christ was born oh. today. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, these fan club singles are usually holiday songs, aren't they? No, they would all. They would sometimes okay. be holidays. Okay. We, there's 15 ones that are Christmas specific that we'll play on okay. a holiday. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, but the B side is a Bad Finger cover. Um, this is um, the song No Matter What. Do you know this song? Uh, Jellyfish actually did a great version of this, which is how I got into it. Not Je- to keep yeah, bringing up Jellyfish, jellyfish but uh, they they did a great version of it back in like '91. Uh, this is a Bad Fingers song. This is No Matter What. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know this song. No matter what you are, I will always be with you. Doesn't matter what you do, girl. Ooh, girl, with you. Mike Mills. No matter what you do. That's me, by the way, doing the backups. Oh, 
That's me, by the way. I can see why you were almost in no doubt. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I love that song. Yeah, that that's that sounds great. They also uh, is the Jesus Christ cover uh, awesome. Well, well, you'll have to find out um, in six months. Yeah. Um, there's also um, we'll play uh, just for just to, for completest sake. I'll tell you that there are also uh, Michael Stipe reads from Martin Luther King, which we'll play on the holiday hmm. episode as well. Um, okay, now moving to 2003, we have two live songs. Two, right, because they were touring around. They were touring, time. and they're they're two live songs, um, both done with the band Wilco, mentioned quite frequently on this program um and uh, the first one is country feedback they love playing country feedback with uh, alt countryish uh kind of artists so let's hear a little of that you guys come into the spotlight part don't be don't be so shy i think this is hollywood bowl hmm. leroy john glenn and mike and jeff wilco wilco by the way he's bragging he knows all these guys names yeah he can uh, remember names. Big like, deal. Yeah. I mean, if I knew seven people's names, I would say him. But at, sure. as far as I know, I only know about five. I can just go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. I know Jeff. I know um, Leroy. Candy. Candy. Um, Phyllis. No, Phyllis. I know Adam, obviously, because yeah, you're Adam. Yeah, that's my name. Um, I know. And Ryan. Ryan, yeah. So that's, what is that, five or six? Uh, that's about all I got. I don't know anyone else. Bread. Bread. Definitely bread. Um, all right. In the house. You got it. Yeah, we heard it anyway. But this is, uh, it's the end of the world as we know it with Wilco. Sedgwick, Tom Selleck. It's uh, five and a half minutes long, so I don't know where the extra time is going. Well, it's usually the last song of the night, so they so they'll just like around jam around. Yeah. Let me try to skip ahead uh, to that section because that's probably where we would hear Wilco the most, right? All right, we got about two and a half, two minutes left at this point. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel It's the end of the world. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, so if you have five and a half minutes to spare, go track that down and listen to it. It's worth it. Uh, okay, so 2005, uh, we have two live tracks from Belgium. Wait, 
Wasn't that? Oh, sorry, two thousand. Sorry, two thousand four. Two thousand four. Oh. We have two live tracks from St James Church in London. Okay. Uh, I wanted to be wrong. Is the first one. Uh, this is two thousand four. What were they doing? They were, this was. Oh, this was. Uh, they just put out uh, around the sun, right? Yeah. And I will say, I listened to I Wanted to Be Wrong, and I was like, oh, yeah, I like this song. Yeah, it's a good song. And their live versions of all the Around the Sun songs are great. So uh, let's listen to it. I Wanted to Be Wrong. Boo! By the way, it sounded like two people clapping. that song yeah i don't know why i uh you liked it when we went through i did like it when we did oh okay great um this is she just wants to be from reveal right yeah (laughs) you don't like it i don't love oh yeah i don't love this song either you liked it i did went through the record yeah oh let me hear it then oh i do like this I like you're an REM expert and and what I think of REM expert as well. Yeah, I know. I remember everything <laughs> that you said about it. Yeah, I remember getting the fan club single this year and just being like, hmm, eh, all right. All right, fine. Um, okay, so then we go to 2005, um, and these are live from Belgium. Uh, and the first one is Turn You Inside Out. Which is uh, had I mean that that came out on on what was it is it document or green what's true green. green so I mean it's been yeah a, a, an interesting choice to put on the fan club yeah. single um, let's hear that their tours were huge though the greatest hits and around the sun oh this is from the greatest hits tour cool. probably or the around the sun tour. They did not play this very often in the later years. It's cool. Divide your culture, pearls and paste. I'm looking for to lay the waste. The other things I cannot taste. And this is not the resource they spoke of. Where did they play during this tour that you went to see? Um, I saw them at, for Greatest Hits, I saw them at Hollywood Bowl. That was the one with Wilco. Mm. And then Wilco opened too? Or? Yeah. Um, and then for Around the Sun, Greek. Greek, yeah. They did two nights at the Greek, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then this is the B-side. This is The Great Beyond, which I believe is, sounds as faster. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Watch the stars fall silent from your eyes All the sights that I have seen I can't believe that I believed I wish that you could see There's a new planet in the solar system There is nothing up my sleeve Pushing an elephant up the stairs I'm tossing a punch like temperature Open my shoulder, a piano falls Crash into the ground Got a little pep in their step on that yeah. one. You know, we should do an episode on R.E.M. Live, that live album they put out, because it's a they're re-examining all the I don't, I don't have any more time. We gotta end. Okay. Okay, uh, 2006, all of these tracks uh, were performed live at the 40-Watt Club. I think it's one of these nights where maybe they were unbilled or something because yeah. there's some other bands doing R.E.M. songs and then R.E.M. doing songs. Is this the night they went up with Bill Berry, maybe? Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Um, but this is at 40-Watt. This is at 40-Watt in 2006, and the there's four tracks. The first one is by uh, performed by Tin Cup Prophet. Um, E-T-T-E Prophet um, and this is Tongue The halls with Bowser John Ba la 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 Bowser You can stop that You can stop You can You can probably just go right into the song now Hey, quit doing that. We're on. We're on stage. Taking the long way around. <laughs> Taking the scenic route. Adam's putting all of his stuff in his backpack no, to I'm, leave. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. As I recall, once they start singing, and I liked it. Ow. Okay, a minute in, and we're doing these, like, almost Japanese scales. Oh, here we go. Sounds like the crowd is talking about something else. <laughs> call my name, here I call. Yeah, that sounds good. To nothing. Watch me run, you wish that R.E.M. had put out a uh, more relaxed, easygoing version of it. Because it's on Monster, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a little abrasive. No, of. no, it's all, it's piano and Yeah, okay. Organ. I, I remember liking it. Okay, next is South Central Rain, but this is by R.E.M. You've heard this before. Yeah, not this, not from this evening, though. Yeah. Where did you find this? Oh, this was their fan club. <laughs> Where'd you find this? <laughs> We've been here a, a bit of time yeah. doing this. Okay. Okay. Next is uh, a band called The Observatory with These Days.
that's cool. So, to me, this kind of sounds like what we went up to go see in Portland. Like, R.E.M. R.E.M. was there, and yeah, but other bands were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the occasion was. Um, Just but a celebration of their celebration songs of or stuff. Um, and then the last one is uh, "Begin to Begin" by R.E.M. Ah. This is 2006. Yes, or put out in 2006. So, was this around when they were doing the stuff in Ireland, the live at the Olympia? It's like a year. That was 07. That was 07. Okay. Speaking of 07, uh, let's go to 07. We have uh, first of all the A side. We're not going to play. That was uh, "Merry Christmas, Everybody," the the Slade song. Uh, but the B side is, I believe, the last. REM original that they were that they would put out on these ah. uh, fan club singles. This is a song called Magnetic North. One, two, three, four. It's a Tokyo street see fast action jump cut in your head And you soon dream it then Right here, I'm facing it still. Why you paced to your family and friends? I cannot make amends as I sat in your car and tried to tuck you in to stay here. What do you think? I like it. Will you send that to me? Yes. If you say please. Please. (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay. So then we go to 2008, which is when they put out um, Accelerate, right? Wait. So that was 2007. That was 2007. We didn't hear the A side. Okay. Uh, So 2008 was when they put out Accelerate. So they they it's basically just three live songs. Okay. Uh, Do you want to hear any of them? Living well is the best revenge. Yeah. Okay. From where? Uh, Sounds like one of their all, big shows. They're all over the place, yeah. I think all three from different sources. Yeah, they sounded good. That was a great tour. So pretty, yeah. but pretty similar to the recorded yeah, version. Yeah. Next is Let Me In. Oh, yeah. You know that song. This is similar to the one that you played Right. Yeah, the stars trip down like this is good recording. Will you send these to me as well? Yeah, please. The promises <laughs> are sweet. Okay. And then just a touch. Oh wow. That's cool that they right. played that. What is this song from? Life Search Pad. Right. Of course. They're all getting mixed up in my head. Yeah. 
Um, great. Yeah. Okay, so uh, three more years left. We have 2009. The A side is Santa Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the B side is a song uh, by originally by Cromwell and the Zoo. It's a song called Crazy Like a Fox. And this is Mike Mills with Bill Barry and John Keane. I don't oh, wow. know. I don't know who's John Keane. He uh, he. They recorded his. They do all their demos at his studio. Oh, okay. So this is the three of them. I don't know what Bill Be- Bill Barry is doing around, but. Sounds good. That's awesome. Mike Mills, put out a solo record. I know, man. What are you doing? I know. Like that baseball project song I played. Yeah. Like the guy is everything he sings is catchy. Okay, let's go to 2010. The A-side, we will not play. It's uh, Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. Obviously, the... um, That's a Christmas song, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot like your favorite movie, Santa Claus the Movie. (laughs) Remember that movie? (laughs) Yeah, Dudley Moore. Um, Okay, but the B-side is something called IHT is greater than U is greater... Or it's probably two. IHT to U to... E D I Y T W parentheses dub mix, um, and this was also on um, uh, uh, on Stereo Gum. You can look if you look up this; it's on Stereo Gum. Uh. But what it is is an instrumental mix of "It Happened Today," "Uberlin," and "Every Day Is Yours to Win." Oh yeah, and sort of a weird dub mix of all three of them blending into weird. one another. Um, and this is 2010. This is 2010. Yeah. So this is before the this album. This is before came it came out. out, and this this was on Stereo Gum before the album came I think out. I remember as this. a bit of hype of yeah. like for the album coming out. So let's hear a little bit of it. Here. I remember this. I remember. Trying to glean anything I could. Any sort of clues. Trying to Sherlock the shit out of this. This is still It Happened Today, right? Yeah. But then it segues into Uberlin.
Main Street Electrical Parade. <laughs> oh, this is every day is yours to win. Oh, what happened to Uberlin? Anyway, trippy, man. Yeah. You send that to me as well? Yes. Apparently, I have a full-time job now of sending you <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, okay, this is the last year. And may I say, I think it, it kind of went out with, uh, uh, you know. Whimper. A bit of a whimper because we just have two live tracks. Um, we have uh, the first one is Perfect Circle, though. Yeah. I, I will say that they're live tracks of two great early R.E.M. songs. And maybe there's something in that that they, that's the last mm-hmm. fan club song they put out because yep. this is the end of the band. Meaning Perfect Circle? Yeah. Well, it was the A side, not the B side. Okay. But here we go. Put your hair back. I mean, these are great Get songs. Yeah. Me. Fuck. Eleven on your sleeve. Shallow figure. Winner's pain. Was this from the tour, Collapse Into Now tour, or? They didn't tour that, but maybe it was for uh, Accelerate. Hmm. Did they play any shows at all after Collapse Into Now? No, because I I think for all intents and purposes, maybe they were already broken up. Yeah. And they didn't play. That video where they were singing, remember the video where like Mike, or uh, Mike Stipe, kind of like start crying at the end was that the last time they played together or something do you know what i'm talking about oh yeah that's when they were recording it mm-hmm. so that was at hansa studios in berlin and but, they they just like at while they were there recording i think they got together and just played like that video. a bunch of songs yeah but wasn't that i feel like that was him announcing because they cut out the part where he says and that's it for the band or something like that they didn't put that on the video yeah but he said something like that that they cut out so that might have been one of the last times they like literally played in I think the same w- room together. It definitely was the last time they ever actually played. Yeah. So I think they knew they weren't going to go and do, do promotional yeah. stuff. Uh, let's hear the last one. This is Life and How to Live It. Showing up on a lot of people's top 10 lists. This is a great song. The dee-dee-dee-dee is so good. How fun is it to play like that? I know. Mm. Good shit. Yeah. And that does it for the fan club single. All right. All right. Hope everyone enjoyed that. Um, all right. So what do we, we have more than one episode left, but maybe only one more for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we, there's other stuff we can talk about. It's just uh, time is... Yeah is running out uh, for uh, all of us on this earth. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about what we're going to do next week. Okay? So we're going to – because here's the stuff that's still outstanding. Um, We have to – we've said we're going to do our top ten REM songs from the first five albums, the middle five albums, and the final five albums. Yeah. Then we will make a top ten of – all yes. overall, yes, 
Okay. And then we have to rank all of their albums. Then we have to rank all of their albums. We also have said we were going to do our top 10 albums of the year 2000 until what? Until 2010. now? Until 2010. Do you yeah. also want to do 2010 to now or? Not really. Not really. Okay. So you just want to do from 2000 to 2010. Yeah, but I think that's a different episode than this because I think our top 10 REM episode mm-hmm. We should also go through part trash. Well, we're going to do part trash. Okay. We're going to do the final three songs that they put out. But I think we should also go through part trash because it's an okay. overview of their whole career sure. and see what we think about see what how we think they about it. Okay, so, we, so we'll do the, the best of the 2000s some other time. Maybe we'll yeah. do it in the Christmas episode. Okay. Who knows? Um, but that's what's going to be next week. But then we also have Olympia and REM Live. Sure, we'll maybe do those down the line. Also, maybe some. Uh, so there might be a few other surprises that we do at some point. Sure, um, but for all intents and purposes, next week will be our final episode, and um, I hope you enjoy it. Um, just like uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode because uh, we put a lot of work into it, <laughs> and um, I went and. Uh, searched for all of those songs for a really long time. And uh, please send them. Send me those ones I wanted <laughs> yes, you to send me. I did not. I do not remember which ones you wanted, but I will try to remember. Um, so that's going to be it for us to, uh, on this episode. We'll see you next week for our final episode. And until then, we hope that you have found what you're looking for. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs. People like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. I think it's a one of a kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.